Welcome to the Lens Podcast, where we talk about current events, news, family, church, and life from a biblical worldview. We want to help people think about these things through the lens of the Bible. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Brian and Brian. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lens Podcast. My name is Brian Hanson. And I'm Brian Solomon. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's our practice, Brian, to roll through three segments. We kind of start with a big view of the world. We call that segment a view of the world. We think about things broadly. And then we kind of zoom in somewhat, and we think about your place in the world. And then and we just kind of go abstract a little bit into our third segment that we call what in the world. And we just kind of talk about Things that are happening, yeah, abstractly in our in yeah our things life. that uh, stand out to us. That's right. That's right. Things that capture our attention. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. Today we are going to talk about uh, a, a topic that uh, we we hear a lot about. But the the question is, Brian, is there such a thing as moral absolutes? Hey, thanks for starting us off light here today. <laughs> so that's kind of a big, big weighty question to to consider. Yeah. So you know. Um, uh, is as we talk about moral absolutes, the, the the question is: Well, if there if there is a, such a thing as moral absolutes, then that means that there has to be good, there has to be evil. You know, so, sometimes we um, we hear people who who have said, you know, hey, what's truth for me? It may not be truth for you, or hey. If I do something and it was wrong, yeah, it impacts me, but it has no impact on you. So why should you care how I live my life or how I, um, yeah, how I live or how I act? That's or right. Choices That's right. I make. Yeah. So, so I mean, this this whole question: Are there moral absolutes? Boy, it's a big, weighty, philosophical question. But, but we feel this question in other ways, uh, meaning we can just kind of scroll through the day's news headlines yeah. and we can say, boy, things just aren't quite working right in our world. So I'll just do this. I pulled up a news app here yeah, and uh, we'll just kind of do a, a rundown of the headlines. Here's the headline. It says Germany caves to U.S. pressure, responds to Poland op- ultimatum on sending tanks to Ukraine. So talking about war and uh, some of the posturing between nations, doesn't seem like things are going well. Cowboys coach lashes out after loss to the 49ers. And there's a picture of him giving the Heisman <laughs> to this cameraman. <laughs> Poor like, guy. Get off me, you know. Boy, it just doesn't seem like uh, things are super friendly there. Uh, Al Sharpton doubles down on Tawana Brawley rape accusation hoax. Um Here's another one. Fans are left scratching their heads on social media after final play by Cowboys. Boy, that was a flop. And uh, fans are hot online. <laughs> it's like, man, well, she was. So you, uh, are there moral absolutes? Well, the decisions that a head coach makes on a football field, boy, those decisions aren't made in a vacuum. And yeah. everyone gets hot to trot about. Here's right. another one. Local official warns that uh, a U.S. border city is on the brink of collapse due to the migrant crisis. Uh, boy, there's problems there. And then finally, uh, the suspected gunman in the Monterey massacre identified uh, the guy who killed 10 people over the weekend. Uh, boy, there are problems in our world. We feel it. We see it. We read about it all the time. And an underlying question that we have to settle is, are there moral absolutes? 
Well, yeah. And so um, when, when we talk about moral absolutes, so if there is good and if there is evil, then what's the distinguishing factor in what is good and what is evil? So if you have something is good, well, what would that be? Well, we believe, uh, let's just go, go back and, and come to this place, that uh, there are absolutely absolutes. Absolutely. Are you absolutely sure? I'm absolutely sure that there are moral absolutes. <laughs> and uh, and where, where we come from that is we believe that we have the inspired word of God. It's authoritative. And the name of that book is called the Bible. And, um, and so God has revealed himself to man through the Bible and, uh, and it has let us know who he is and what his character is and therefore how man should follow his character in line. And that goes clear back to the old Testament where we saw, you know, see that starting to lay out, but we even see it in the, you know, the Bible's broken up into two segments. Uh, one is the old Testament, one is the new Testament. And we even see that coming into the new Testament after the, the time of Christ. But if there is good and if there is bad, if there is godliness, what's the opposite of godliness? Well, that is ungodliness, ungodliness, and it is sin. Yeah, and this is a word, Brian, that the 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 worldview, the world is running away from now. Sin. Yeah. Uh, because you know the, the the question is why why would why would be, people be so concerned about sin? Because if there is sin, that means that they've broken a moral barrier, a moral boundary. And if there is a moral boundary, there has to be somebody who made that boundary, which is ultimately God. And people do not want to put themselves under the authority of anything, let alone God. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that there's a lie that's running rampant in culture in our world right now. It's the lie of personal autonomy, Yeah, meaning that you get to decide uh, what is right and wrong for you. You get to decide all of the rules that you're going to follow or not follow in your life, you are the final say. And when you or I become the final arbiter of what's true and untrue, uh, brother, we can't stand the scrutiny of that. I, I can't stand uh, there. I, I don't have the mental faculties to be able to sort out what's true or what's not true. I have to ascribe to a person outside of myself, and that person is, of course, the God of the universe who, like you said, has revealed himself to us in the pages of Scripture. But this, this contemporary lie of personal, personal autonomy has run rampant in all parts of our culture. A- absolutely. So I was just, uh, you know, we did a little study on this, and, you know, uh, there, there are different definitions of sin, different places that we can look for definitions of sin. And the, the great theologian, Webster, uh, he, he, uh, he says that sin is this. He says, it's a breaking of religious law or a moral principle, especially through a willful act. But, you know, the, the Bible is not silent on this, and it comes down, and it uses 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. I, I thought I would just go ahead and read it right here from Scripture. It says this, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. And, um, and so this is one of the things that uh, we, we, we see in our world uh, that, that is playing out. I, I think that we really started seeing it 
uh, in full force, maybe not this past summer, but the summer before, where you know we, we have defund the police. Well, why do you want to defund the police? Well, we're making the you know we're 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 making those who are guilty uh, of committing crimes feel guilty, and therefore they're committing more crimes. So let's show them how nice we are as a society, and they'll probably you know they'll be nice. Well. And, and, and so then we saw, okay, so let's defund the police, let's back off on law enforcement and things, and then we saw the summer of the United States burning, right? Uh, people were getting together, and they were rioting in the streets for whatever reason, but they were setting everything on fire. And what were we told? Oh, they're peaceful protests. Well, what we saw was lawlessness, and this is a, a getting away from the standard of of righteousness. Anything that is that God says is absolute, we say no. We're going to break that barrier down. We're going to escape from it, and we are going to um, be angry at law. We're going to do everything that we can to get away from law. And uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. So, uh, are there moral absolutes? We are saying yes, there are. And we are also saying that God establishes those moral absolutes. And when there's a breaking of an absolute moral law that God has established, we call that sin. That's the definition of sin, breaking God's law, missing the mark of God's standard. And so that is what we would define as sin, Uh, not you and I. I didn't come up with that myself, but that's what the Bible teaches about the nature of of sin. So that kind of takes us out of a view of the world and into your place in the world. So, uh, thinking about sin in the abstract and the idea, missing God's mark, his standard, lawlessness, all of that, we can talk about that in a faraway sense. But in a near sense, the reality is that every person has to come to a point in their life where they recognize that they themselves as an individual, well, they are a lawbreaker. They are a sinner. They are a person who misses God's standard all the time. And that kind of a side question here or sub question is, is Brian, do, do people sin because they're sinners or are they sinners because they sin? And the answer to that is yes, right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Uh, ultimately, there, there would be no uh, sinful acts if we were not sinners. Uh, so we, we certainly are sinners first. And, you know, and, and Romans just comes down and nails this for us. And in Romans chapter 1 uh, just very succinctly says, listen, you stand before God with... Um, uh, you, you, you stand before God as a sinner, but you have no excuses. Uh, even if even if you say, well, I, I just didn't know, I didn't know. He's like, no, 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 no. Uh, I even gave you nature. You can look at nature and be be self-assured that there is a God and there's a higher standard. That's right. In, in fact, Paul writes, he says in verse 20 of chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, for his, speaking of God, for God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. Yeah. So so nobody can just say, "Well, I didn't know. I didn't know." Well, you may not have known all the all the intricacies of of the the, the plan of salvation and how it all plays out, but just to say there is a God 
I, I was told a story one time I was over in Africa and this guy was, uh, uh, he was in a village. We were out in Kenya, out in the, out in the bush. And, um, uh, he was, he was sitting, sitting at a, 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 a around this fire on a stump and we, we were in conversation and, uh, and he says, you know, I know that there is a, how did he put it? He didn't say God, but it was, it was somewhere. It wasn't God. It wasn't a Supreme being, but I know that there's something out there that is bigger than, than myself. I just don't know how to find them. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, you know, because he told me that he had been worshiping this God and, and there was a mountain right behind us and the mountain was called Mount Co. And it was kind of cool because it came up, but at the very tip, it was like a cliff structure all the way around. Um, I would say this so that you couldn't climb it, but I know some people could climb it, but whatever. But he believed that his God lived up there. And I said, no, 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 I'm not talking about that God. I'm talking about the God who made that mountain. I'm talking about the God who made the sun and the moon and the stars and all of creation. And he said to me, this is what he said. He said, oh, I was shown that someone would come to tell me about that God. And I'm looking at him in the face. And so I was able to share with him who God is, the God of the Bible, about the plan of salvation. And he actually made a profession of faith that day. But that goes back to Romans chapter 1 where it says, you can know yeah. just by uh, the, the character that God has built into to creation that That's there right. is a higher moral standard being. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, so what we're saying right now is that there is a moral absolute. Sin is a violation of God's moral absolute law that he has established. Lawlessness leads to destruction and breakdown of societies, families, um, uh, churches, organizations. There are conflicts everywhere because of sin and lawlessness. And yet God has made provision for sinners to have their sins forgiven. Yeah. And, uh, and that provision uh, does not include you and I just becoming a better version of ourselves, uh, maybe losing weight in January or abstaining from certain foods or alcohol or whatever, uh, volunteering at the soup kitchen or being just an all-around good person. Uh, God made provision for our sins to be forgiven by sending his son Jesus to live a perfect life to die a death on Calvary, on a cross of Calvary. The Bible says that Jesus was an innocent man, and his shed blood uh, was, was an atonement for our sins. It covers our sins. And then three days later, after Jesus was buried, the Bible teaches us that Jesus demonstrated that he was, in fact, the Son of God by raising from the dead. And in doing so, it communicates to us that when we place our faith and trust in Jesus as Savior, we too will have not only forgiveness of sin, but we will have what the Bible calls everlasting life, meaning that someday when you and I die, we have the assurance that we'll go to heaven someday. Yeah. And that's the gift of, of eternal life. So that's our solution to our sin problem is actually found in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So, so that just comes back at, at the end of the day. And thanks for laying that out, Brian. Um, you know, first John chapter five says that all unrighteousness is sin. Romans chapter three says for all have sinned That's and right. fall short of the glory of God. 
that uh, there is none uh, who are who are righteous. That's right. And and so it lays that out. And and so what we when we come down here today, I think kind of to to throw some concluding comments uh, to to this topic here is there is moral boundaries. There is good and there is evil. And in a world that is trying so desperately hard to say that there's no distinguishment between the two, that I can do whatever is right in my own eyes. You can't judge me, but whatever I do, it's probably not going to impact you. There has never been a bigger lie that has been told. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this this whole idea that moral standards are social constructs. Yeah. It's 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 a devaluing of who God is. God is not bound by social constructs. Right. Or contemporary ideas. The God of the Bible is a transcendent God who is not bound by time and space nor man's ideas. Yeah. At all. And so the whims and preferences of men and women in different times, in different ages, God is not held captive to those things. Rather, his moral standard transcends time and space and is good because he's good. So when we start to have some of these discussions on topics that are going on in the world, uh, I mean, let's look at some of the big ones like homosexuality, transgenderism, uh, uh, l- look at the cr- uh, the the border crisis and things like this. Where's, Corruption, uh, yeah, absolutely uh, fraud. The 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 bill. How, I don't know how, what was the uh, the FTX. Bit, yeah, the Bitcoin scam. Yeah. How many billions of dollars were on the line there? Yeah, uh, just absolute. Not just political corruption, but corporate corruption, yeah. and uh, you know people calling and scamming granny out of her retirement. And so we we see all of those things. We have our credit cards hacked, our social media hacked. There's different people are trying to use our name and likeness for their own selfish gain. Uh, there's uh, adultery and divorce and uh, child abandonment. And we can go down the list of all of the areas of just brokenness in our world. So when we're going to have discussions on those things, where do we where do we go? Like where do we land? Is it just well, my thoughts are equal to your thoughts? Share with me your thoughts. I'll share with you my thoughts. That's or where right. are we going to find the absolutes? Well, there has to be an absolute standard, right? And right. that is what does God have to say about these these um, these worldview the, the the things that are taking place in the world, the yeah. things that are. Um, wrong. Right. And so where do we land for, where, where do we have to go to for our final definitions and, and have our conversations say, okay, but God says, yeah. and then we have to take it from there. There has to be a standard. There has to be that moral foundation somewhere. Yep. And we believe that we have it in the Bible. Brian, let me just say you're absolutely right. Well, absolutely, Brian. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. So, well, since we're yeah. in agreement, let's uh, let's head on into our final segment, which is what in the world. Uh, boys, a big weekend, a fun weekend in terms of the National Football League. Uh, a lot of really oh, yeah. good uh, football games, and uh, as we go on into this coming weekend, uh, we have the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. The Bengals versus the Chiefs are going to battle it out in the AFC Championship. And the Eagles versus the 49ers in the NFC Championship. I thought it would be good if we 
put our name on the line here. Oh, you want to do that? Okay. And uh, okay. Make, make some 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 picks, some yeah. prophetic picks. Prophetic you know? picks. That, that's right. So, All right. so uh, Brian. Is there coffee on the line coffee here? Coffee is on the line. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'll allow you to make your picks first. Oh, thank you so much for that. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, the Let's say the, the Bengals versus the Chiefs. So here's how I'm going to break this down uh, and, and how I'm going to make my picks. You know, the Bengals, uh, a, a form of a lion. Um, tiger. Tiger, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, same, it's going to go south already of a, of a tiger. <laughs> Uh, so the Bengals. Hey, hey, listen, if you want tigers to be lions and lions, it, what's true for you is true for you, Brian. It's all good. <laughs> so, okay. So the Bengals versus the Chiefs. Now, we know that the Chiefs, um, they are our uh, uh, Indian tribe. We know that a chief, uh, you know, he has a he has a an a, either an arrow or a spear that he can throw. And if he throws that and it, it hits a bangle, that bangle's going down. But. If the bangle gets the chief before the chief can throw that spear, the chief's going down. And based on how the uh, the bangles came out yesterday, uh, scoring on the first drive, uh, I think that uh, they're going to do the same thing when it comes to the chiefs, and they are going to pounce on those chiefs before he can throw that spear. And the the bangles are going to take the win. <laughs> next week and uh, that's my prophetic uh, and how I come to that prophetic uh, analysis and then uh, you know astute brother thank you thank you very much and then the Eagles versus the 49ers you know uh, this is you know two completely different things the Eagles you know they're a powerful bird they fly the 49ers are a hard group of working people that were going after gold Um, obviously Brian the uh, the Eagles are going to come down and scoop up this win next week okay all right, brother. Well, hey, listen, on the AFC Championship game, I, too, am picking the Bengals over the Chiefs. Uh, I think that the uh, quarterback for the Chiefs uh, looks pretty hobbled, and he's not going to be able to throw a spear. Uh, he's going to be uh, <laughs> he's gonna be uh, uh, in yeah. trouble in that pocket. And, yeah. and so I'm picking the Bengals over the Chiefs, and then okay. I'm picking the 49ers Ooh. over the Eagles. And right. so that'll be the rubber match there. Okay. And I suppose uh, when the 49ers beat the Eagles, you'll be buying me an Americano. Okay. Uh, uh, an Americano is on the line one way or another now. Very Fair good. Enough. Fair Very enough. Good. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, I, th- I hope that this has been an absolutely – Uh, amazing podcast for you to listen to. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Absolutely.